Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of M365 Voice. Uh, my name is Mike Mararani. I'm Sarah Hazi. And I'm Antonio Mayo. And we are excited today to have a special guest with us. We have Lori Potmeyer, Senior Program Manager, Community Lead for Microsoft Teams. Welcome to our episode. Do you want to introduce yourself? Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, like Mike said, my name is Lori Potmeyer. I'm the community lead within Microsoft Teams Engineering, and I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So typically, we pull a question from a jar, and Sarah does that, and we answer the questions on the fly uh, for people from the community that send us some questions. But this time, we're going to flip it around, and we're going to ask you some, some questions about all the greatest features about Microsoft Teams, what things you're excited about. We'll take some round robin as well. Sometimes we fight over who's going to go first or interrupt <laughs> each other from. Yes, this is my turn now, but everyone's excited. We're happy to have you. So uh, let's get started. I will, uh, I will take the first one. All right. Wait, that's a smart plan there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> this will be Mike's 27 bird question. Yeah. That's right. Prepare yourself, Lori. We we do tend to ask a lot of questions. And before Mike goes, I want to have something else I want to ask. So that's how this will go. Okay, I'm ready. Shoot. Should be fun. So with so many features have been released uh, with Microsoft Teams lately, especially after COVID and the pandemic. Uh, can you let us know what are your top five features that you like the most? Five features, yeah. Um, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? How many features we've delivered in the last few months? It's it's um, been moving quickly around here, and um, there's so many great things. I think you know probably my favorite new feature is together mode, and I know a lot of people have been using it for a couple of months now, and I'm really excited for the new views that are coming out as well. Um, you know, when we look at the number of meetings that all of us are attending right now virtually, whether you have worked from home and, and traveled and been on online meetings before or not, seems like all of us are just online more. We're looking at that screen and we have meeting fatigue. Um, and so the together mode really it's shown, uh, you know, they've done studies that have shown that it really does make people feel more connected to the people that with. And I, I see that in meetings that I'm in, you know, definitely when people are on video, but that next layer of having the together mode and feeling like you are together in a room with people is pretty cool. So that's probably my favorite feature. And I'm looking forward to the new views um, that were announced as well at Ignite. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, my other favorite new feature is pinned posts. So in a team, you are able to make an announcement or post something and then pin it to the top so that people can see it. It's persistent and then you can unpin it when you're ready to let it fall down in the queue. But that is really helpful for me for some of the teams that I manage where I want everybody to see that the minute that they come in. I want it to stay there. Um, whether it's a welcome message to a new team or um, some instructions for something, um, I really like the ability to pin my conversations or pin pin an announcement. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. I've been using that a lot. Um, the the other new thing that I'm excited about that um, is just rolling out, and I haven't actually used it myself, but I am really looking forward to our surveys and teams. Um, you know, there's also a ton of new apps for meetings that have been released lately, and that was announced in 
the blog that came out, I think yesterday, um, all the different meetings apps that have come out. And um, so I'm really excited about um, being able to have surveys. Um, I know Forms is one of the ones that was announced yesterday. So that's exciting that we'll be able to use Forms. But um, yeah, there's just having the ability to have that real time um, posting a survey up there instead of having to take a link and put it in the chat window is going to be really nice. Um, whether that's, you know, getting feedback for uh, our products when we do feedback sessions or whether that's doing an event or a session and having a feedback, real-time feedback on the experience. I think that's going to be really good. Um, and then let's see, um, present status duration. So I that's one that I was um, really looking forward to. And I'm one of those people that leaves the out of office on forever. And thank goodness, you know, Outlook has always had the, end date, but in Teams, I seem to leave up out of office messages. And so, um, you know, I put these messages when I have an event going on so people know that I'm going to be slow to respond or, you know, if I'm leaving for the day and being able to set a duration so that I can say, okay, on Friday, stop telling people that I'm going to be at this event or uh, consumed with X project. So that's been kind of nice to have that as well. Um, and then my fifth one would be the lobby. Um, and I'm the worst because I never set the lobby right, but um, I'm starting to get in the habit of turning off the lobby when I don't actually need the lobby, but I do love having it. And I know it's especially imperative for the EDU customers, um, you know, kids joining in a classroom that need their lobby turned on, um, you know, so that they're not in there before the teacher and so on. Um, so yeah, the lobby feature is, is a great um, feature to have um, for those more structured scenarios when it's not just a, you know, collaborative team meeting or something like that. Those are my five top. I could go on. Those are great features. You have other questions for me. <laughs> Nope, those are great features. I'm I, and notice I inserted myself right right in there, Lori. So I have a question for you. So um, we've had the opportunity to know you for years, but I'm guessing 2020 and specifically COVID has really changed how your day-to-day -day work life is. So what would you say in terms of being on the Microsoft Teams team uh, at Microsoft? How has 2020 really changed? Um, the way that you work and the way that your team functions. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. You know, I've worked from home for about eight years, maybe even a little bit longer. I don't know. I'm losing track. Um, and and a lot of people have said like, oh well, with COVID, you know, but you're used to working from home, you know. And the reality is, yes, I'm used to working from home, but I actually got out of these four walls more than I do now. Um, I was able to travel, you know, probably about 25 percent, you know, a couple of trips trips each month and it was really nice to get out and um and be able to do those things and you know sadly we're we're at home um and it's been challenging um not having those personal connections but thank goodness that we work in work for a product work on a product um, that enables people to do what we're doing right now and so it's been super exciting um, the team dynamic has been crazy i mean everybody you know flew in high gear as if we weren't already busy working on a brand new product but um 
I say brand new, but, you know, less than five years old, but then also, you know, with COVID and really making sure that people worldwide were able to connect, um, you know, not only with uh, doing their job and, and collaborating, but, you know, with friends and family and, um, you know, making sure that people had the, the ability to do that. It was super important. And so, um, you know, people are working like crazy. And um, so we're really focused on work-life balance as a team too, because I'm sure all of you know, and, and the people watching, you know, we're all busy right now, um, you know, thankfully. Um, and I think that some of the things that have helped us as a team is starting 10 minutes late for meetings. So instead of starting a meeting at 9 a.m., we'll start at 9.10 a.m. And that just gives people a 10 minute break between meetings. And so people may ask, well, why don't you just make them 45 or 50 minute meetings and just end early? And the reality is that nobody ever ends their meeting on time when you do that, right? If everybody knows that you have 10 minutes and for some reason that shift um, of starting 10 minutes later has really helped. And that way people at least are getting up from their computers or, you know, checking on their children if they're at home or taking a walk around the block, just, you know, having a break so that it's not just back to back to back, um, you know, having to jump from one meeting to the next. And so that's been helpful. And then we also do, you know, we still have happy hours. Um, our leadership does lunches, um, you know, with smaller subsets of the team, different times. So we've really tried to find ways and be creative to connect with one another. And in a couple of weeks, we have a white elephant gift exchange within um, the PM team for teams. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to that too. It should be very interesting online. Nice. Yeah, I would, I would, I, would um, the, I, I too have been working from home for years, but it's different. I find where the rest of the world is also working from home. And the notion, like what you said of going, you know, back to back to back to back to back meetings all day long happens. Yeah more times a week than it you know than not and, and that just gets exhausting so it's great that you do yeah. those things and notice how i insert myself into the discussion so that now i can ask the next <laughs> nice question working to you. yeah yeah laura um, you're inspiring such manners because we normally are not this nice normally it's like wait 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 i had 13 subparts so <laughs> yes but so so like you probably saw my question for you is, and you probably saw a difference pre-COVID versus during COVID around this, is how are people actually, or what have you seen in terms of people rolling So are people rolling out the different services or capabilities in a particular order? Are they rolling out everything at once? Has that changed now with, with now that we're in COVID times versus before? What are your thoughts on the, the rollout process? Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, people used to plan this stuff for like six months, a year, a year and a half. You know, it was a, a big thought out process of how we're going to deploy technology. And when COVID hit, it was like, you know, the wrecking ball came and blew it all up and we just had to go for it. And people were just getting it out the door. And in some cases, people had deployed teams, but maybe not used it widely, or, you know, maybe they had a pilot going, or maybe they were just using, you know, chat, for instance. And, you know, when COVID hit and we were all forced to go virtual, um, it really obviously shifted things. And so um, the IT departments that had thrown it out or, you know, just gotten it out to their users now have the opportunity to kind of go back and look at that deployment and figure out, okay, 
have we have we looked at all of our governance? You know, are there things that we need to change? things that we need to open up, things that we need to lock down based on how people are using it, how it's going. Um, you know, every organization is different, certainly. And so people who are currently using Teams, um, you know, may have discovered things that they need to tighten up or um, their users are using it in a different way than they expected. And maybe there's some things that need to be shifted. So this is a really good opportunity for some of those people to go back and look at their deployment and figure out exactly what they need to do to get it healthy to where it needs to be. Um, and, and, you know, do some monitoring and, and really looking at um, what they expected and where they're at and, and what changes could need to be made. But that said, um, you know, for those that right now are maybe moving from another uh, technology or, you know, starting from scratch and looking at their deployment and, and have some time to plan, um, certainly, you know, moving and uh, deploying with different um, modalities to start is um, something to think about. Again, it's super different depending on what type of organization that you have. But a lot of people like to choose, like to start with, um, you know, messaging and have the opportunity to have people message back and forth and also have the ability to schedule meetings so that, um, you know, that really helps with adoption. When you can invite people to your meetings and they have the opportunity to attend a Teams meeting firsthand and see um, all of the different integration and how meeting notes can take place and how you can chat within that group post meeting and continue the conversation if it needs to happen, take action items, attach documents, you know, those types of things. Um, so meetings first is something that a lot of people will choose to do um, with collaboration or with, uh, I'm sorry, with, you know, file sharing, that piece of collaboration and calling be kind of the secondary. But again, with COVID, uh, you know, a lot of people had to get everything out the door because it's what needed to happen. So, you know, kind of taking a step back and, and looking at what needs to take place next is, is a good plan. Um, and, you know, there's lots of resources to help with that, too, um, you know, on Office Online. Um, you know, one of the resources that we have is the Teams Toolkit, um, and that's aka.ms slash Teams Toolkit. And that has a lot of really great visuals in it, um, but also links to all the resources. So whether you're a new deployment or an existing customer who has Teams and need to revisit some of the um, some of the deployment details that's a really good place to start and then also success with teams so it's aka.ms success with teams and that is kind of that methodology of deploy manage adopt and it walks you through the different steps and gives recommendations based on your use case so those are two really great resources and then of course you know, being able to ask questions is something that's super helpful. I mean, using your community, whether that's other, you know, people in within your own department or, or your users who have used Teams in another organization, or if you're an IT pro looking for what have other organizations done, being able to reach out to the tech community, which is aka.ms Teams community. That's a really great place to ask questions, ask for advice if you can't find your answer, or even just, you know, see what other people have done. And it's a great place to share your experiences, too, because chances are somebody else is going through what you're what you've had to figure out. So, yeah, definitely take advantage of those resources, too. That's I think great. you've seen a 
crazy increase in the Teams community, have you not? Yeah, yeah I was saying um, we have about 204,000 people in the tech community just focused on Microsoft Teams right now. So there's a lot of people out there willing to answer your question. Um, and there's a lot of people who will consume your experiences. So definitely visit it. I think last year at this time, well, last year in November at Ignite, um, we were, well, I guess it was September, we were at um, 100,000. So we've more than doubled oh, in wow. a year. Um, so yeah, lots of interest in Microsoft Teams and tons of people out there to help you. It's such a great community. That's actually, that's amazing. Yeah. So with that numbers doubling, not only on the tech community side, and we've talked about the pandemic and COVID and how people are quickly deploying teams to work together remotely. The latest numbers uh, that we've seen back in October that the uh, number of active daily users is has jumped by 50% to 115 million active daily users. That's a lot of number. That's a big number. So how does engineering keep up with this increase that has suddenly happened within only months to mm -hmm. keep like the lights on, a good performance, and everything's working properly? I don't know if you have any insight on the engineering side to, to tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we started seeing, you know, the beginning of COVID, we started seeing the numbers increase significantly in China first. We saw APAC numbers really start to increase. And it, it's interesting if you look at the mapping, how that changed with COVID and and, and the, you know, how widespread COVID was. Um, it was like a wrecking ball. It really was. It was like, okay, you've had these plans and you've been researching and talking to customers and seeing what they would like and looking at user voice and trying to figure out what our, you know, next steps would be in the development process. And COVID came in and blew that up. And, um, you know, frankly, we were put in a position where we just wanted to make sure that everybody had access first and foremost, that people were able to access Teams so they could communicate, get their business done. Um, you know, especially when you look at, um, you know, our first line workers and, um, you know, people in, in education and just keeping the lights on. I mean, we had so many governments and, um, you know, police and city departments and, you know, people are doing, I mean, we're all just doing very important work. I mean, look at all the IT departments supporting, you know, huge organizations worldwide and you know so many people doing important work we really want to make sure that everybody had access to teams and then we want to make sure that the quality was there um mm -hmm. and so that was really important to us and there's some some sacrifices that we had to make and you know you're probably aware of some of the things we had to do and turning off some features um for for some time to make sure that um, you know, presence was one of those, um, you know, people started complaining about presence and we're like, I know we had to, you know, shift and, and kind of turn some things down so that we could um, have, you know, better quality and, and be able to scale with the vast numbers that we were seeing. And so we had to do some of that, um, but, you know, we're getting up to the point where um, we're not having to do that, but we are still absolutely monitoring quality um, and reliability that's very very important to us um, while keeping security you know security is um, front and center as well um, you know and then balancing that with like keeping the lights on but, but doing it well and then also looking at what new features do we need to create how can we stay 
competition? How can we make sure that we're new, doing new and different things, not just keeping up with, but really innovating? And so it's a balancing act, trying to figure out, you know, how do we keep things stable and secure, but also uh, get the features out the door that people want, but not just do that, do more, do different, exciting, helpful, um, you know, all those know that they need that, um, that they do, that they will. <laughs> so it's been a challenge. It's been it's been difficult, but it's been a good challenge. Um, you know, the team is working really, truly around the clock. Um, a lot of smart people. Um, but it's it's been a challenge um, and one that we've all stepped up to. So, yeah, working on the team's team right now is a super exciting place to be. I bet. And a, and a lot of work hours. I know how hard all of you have been working all this year. Um, and frankly, an insane amount of time just to be able to make sure that people are connected. And so it's it's been a tremendous, it's tremendous to watch um, the growth in the community, the growth in terms of the volume of people that are using Teams. So I'm going to switch gears um, because I am interested in talking about, uh, are there any Teams features that you're surprised that people aren't talking about more? So maybe Teams features that you feel like, wow, that's a really cool feature. I thought people were really going to glom onto that and they might use it all the time, but you don't hear it talked about as much. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think everybody kind of has their favorite features and, you know, in, within the MVP community, we do this thing called Meet the Teams Team and um, we always uh, have, you know, every couple of weeks we'll introduce a new MVP. And one of the questions that I ask is, what's your favorite Teams feature? And it's always so interesting because some of them I'm like, oh, you could do that. I didn't even, you know, they're just things that tips and tricks that people have figured out that don't get shared widely. And so I'm always learning new things there. Um, but everybody has their own thing that they like. And, and certainly we all use Teams in a different way too. You know, everybody's work style is also different. Um, one of the things that I use, um, I mean, I use it every single day, is um, being able to um, look at your activity feed and um, filter in there and look at, you know, what are the, what are the things that um, are people are tagging me on as opposed to just an FYI, right? Like it may be if it's somebody tagging an, an entire team, I look at that as like a I'm on a distribution list in an email. Whereas if somebody is tagging me explicitly, then they're wanting to make sure that me personally, I know what they're talking about or there's an action um, to me. So that's probably, you know, one thing that um, that I use every single day. Um, and then uh, the other thing is being able to tag users. Um, that's something that, you know, not a lot of people talk about, not a, people, a lot of people use it. Um, but I have started tagging users in my conversations and I'm talking about not an individual, but subsets. So you can assign labels to subsets of people in your team. So maybe you have like a virtual team, a V team, or, you know, project team, um, you know, that are working on a particular project with you. And there may be, you know, 50 people in that team, but really there's only the eight people that you want to make sure hear about something or get an update or look at a status report and so on. 
And so you can attach labels to those people and then you can at mention that group. So only those eight people will get that notification. And that really cuts down on the, you know, the noise that you get from the at mentioning of teams. And, you know, people know that the team is there for them to look at. They can look in all the different channels and see when there's new activity. They don't necessarily need to be at mentioned um, for every everything that's happening in every channel. But I do like that. And um, and that's not something that I think a lot of people use yet because they haven't quite figured out how and when to do it. But, um, you know, when you go to tag a team or tag a channel, think about who that's going to. And then is there a better way? Do I really only need five people to look at this or 10 people or even 20 people? Or do all the people in this entire team need to see it? It just helps cut down on the noise. And then um, another one is, um, you know, kind of some of the search capabilities in Teams and Control F um, is one that I like. It allows you to search um, within a particular chat or within a particular team. Um, you know, we we have so many teams that we're a part of. Um, you know, I've lost count. And so when I do a search, it brings up everything from everything and it's super overwhelming. Um, so being able to kind of pare that down and target a particular conversation or um, a, a specific team really helps me get the results I'm looking for. I love that because we had um, Bill Bear on and I was saying that that was one of my favorite little snippets from one of the Ignite demos was somebody who was showing that they actually do that as a part of their everyday job. So brilliant There's answer so to that question. shortcuts and I don't I ever use half of them because I just forget. Um, but there are so many great shortcuts out there. It's interesting, like when you said that, you know, the way you introduce people on the teams, you know, the MVPs and the teams team, ask them what their favorite feature is. Like the features you just mentioned, I don't use any of them. I never use the activity feed. Really? Yeah, yeah, never. But so I never knew you could filter that. the activity feed. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm like listening to this and I'm like, really? Yeah. You can actually can try do that? that? I'm going to have to give that a go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because it's like a reply all, you know, in a, you know, sometimes you'll go through your email and you'll look at like, okay, what do I really need to look at? What ones of these are mailing list things versus like, what is an email that's to me that somebody needs a response from me on? That's how you do it in email usually, right? So in Teams, I kind of do it the same way. My chats are my first priority. I look at those first because those people are usually communicating with me one-on-one or it's a small group of us talking about, a, you know, something somebody needs, right? Those are online conversations. Then I go to the activity feed. So, you know, I'll usually just do this in the morning, like when I first get to my computer or on my phone and look and the activity feed, then I'll sort by or filter by who's at mentioned me. That's what I start with. And then I'll kind of go from there. That's cool. Um, it's interesting to hear that because like, I find that myself and, and probably lots of other people are looking for just more efficient ways to work lately. So it's interesting to hear your perspective on that because I figure, you know, you folks at Microsoft are living this every single day. So being able to hear some of that, what you do is helpful. Yeah. Um, I'm going to jump in with a question and. So that wasn't a question. <laughs> no, that wasn't. That was a statement. <laughs> um, Antonio, back, you totally can't do that. Yes, I can. I'm breaking the rules. So going back to engineering team, um, are there some uh, exciting 
features on the roadmap that are coming up that you're excited about, that you're excited are going to be rolling out? Is there any of those you can share with us? Yeah. Um, God, there's so many amazing features. Like it's pretty crazy how many features that we have rolled out. And if you go to the roadmap, um, you know, that's where you'll see what's coming. Um, so if you go to teams or aka.ms slash teams roadmap, um, there you can see what is in progress in progress and what has recently just rolled out. And then you can also see what's coming. Um, and sometimes they'll have a date if they have it, or at least like a quarter or something. So you can kind of see the, the progress that's being made. And then in user voice, you can see the individual asks. So if you go into user voice and you've put something there previously and you want to see what the status is, um, anything that is, um, you know, in progress or planned, we'll always have an update in there too. So you can, you can look in those two places. Um, but probably one of the ones that I like that helps with um, work-life balance is the queue sent messages. Um, that's one that I actually didn't even know that was coming and I'm very excited about it um, because that helps with people who work in the middle of the night. I'm not gonna mention any names, but I might be one of them because I don't wanna send something to somebody and have them feel like they have to reply if it's after hours. And um, you know, I think that you know, our, our work styles are all different, um, but certainly, you know, it's good to model good behaviors. And so by queuing your sent messages so that something's not going out in the middle of the night, but instead maybe at 8 or 9 a.m., you know, that's a more realistic time for people to get um, messages. So, yeah, that's one that I'm that I'm pretty excited about. But all the features are there on the roadmap and you can check them out. And then there was just a blog. So we do a monthly blog as well that talks about things that are new. It's called What's New in Teams. And that just got released on the 2nd of December. So you can look at that. It's always the first week of the month. And that's in the tech community, which is um, aka.ms slash teams blog. And then that's where you'll find the What's New articles. And so you can see what just got released over the past 30 days. Great. That is lovely. I, lo I love that. Uh, that that queue feature is, is really, really handy because sometimes I work sometimes late and I just don't want to send messages because I don't want to imply that I'm expecting a reply back. Exactly. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to use it quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, so that was a really, really good ride about what current features, what has been released, how Microsoft works and the upcoming feature. It was a really, really awesome discussion. Uh, Lori, thank you again for being with us. Uh, we really uh, enjoyed this discussion and all the insights you have given us. And uh, looking forward to uh, talking to you more in the future. Great. Thanks. Thank you all for for everything that you're doing to to help get the word out about Teams and enable people to use it. And then for the community too, and the people that are watching your podcast, thank you for, for using Teams and being interested in it. And please continue to share your feedback and interact with us through the tech community and through user voice. We definitely want to hear what you need. And um, I'm just so appreciative that you had me. So thank you. Thank awesome. you. Great. Thanks, Lori. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.